Hello and welcome, Just a Live family. This is giving you something to talk about, live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, as well as the founder and owner of Women Supporting Women Can Network. So today we're going to be talking about grateful yet frustrated entrepreneurs. And as you can tell by my intro, I am a multi-passionate six-business entrepreneur, So today is a a very special topic for me. Um, If you are catching the show, following, um, watching it live, catching the replay, please like and follow us on your social media networks. We will do the same. If you want to join our newsletter, you can do so at justalivetv.com, where you can find all of our episodes, all of our blogs, and everything else that we offer right on that webpage. So go and take a look at that and sign up. Also, a like, follow, and share, or a love, comment if you're watching live. If you want to connect with us after the show, you can do so. Our links are in the description. And this episode has been sponsored by A Phoenix Identity, who's offering you their three-month life crisis. Three-month life crisis package where they help you get out of the rut and go through, you know, uh, not midlife crisis, but any life crisis, because trust me, there are a few. So go and check them out uh, at phoenixidentity.com. Today, my guest host is none other than Laura Weiner. So Laura, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Laura Weiner, and I work as a personal trainer, a nutrition specialist, and a health and life coach. I founded my own company, Change by Challenge, in 2020 and have been helping people find alignment in their life, health, stress, because we all know we need that. And when Melissa and I connected, the topic found us as two entrepreneurs, and we can't wait to connect with you and share what we discussed. I am so beyond excited for this. And right before the episode, Laura and I were talking about my own experiences in the past few weeks and how I am absolutely and utterly. And and we can start this episode off by saying we are absolutely grateful for being entrepreneurs, for being in a space where we can be our own bosses, our own business owners, and and just creating things that are that are meaningful and matter to us. But there are a lot of things that frustrate us as entrepreneurs. And this is what we're going to be highlighting on today's episode are those those frustrating parts, the stereotypes, the struggles, the, you know, myths of being an entrepreneur and, and going through that process of, of how that affects us on the daily. Um, so I, I don't know about you. What, what do you think your number one frustration of being an entrepreneur is? Um, number one. I would probably say the uncertainty. Like I know that that there are plenty of other trainers or plenty of other coaches, but you know, just because one person does it one way doesn't mean that that's the way for me. And actually that's what I've been finding is I took courses when I became a coach and I trusted these people. Like they had years on me. They knew the information. They know more than me. So like, of course I should follow their path. And as I was doing that, it like physically felt so uncomfortable. Like it just wasn't 
right. And I'm blessed that one of the few trustworthy entrepreneurs that I was able to come across on my journey kind of gave me permission to do things my way a little bit. And it is very uncertain every step of the way. Like, I think I know what's going to happen. I think I can go this, but I can't predict anything. And it's, it's most comical when I talk to my husband and he wants certainty about our finances or planning the future or something. And I'm like, don't even, don't ask because this is what I think. But I also thought this last month and you know, you make a plan based on expectations, what you've recently noticed, but the world is constantly changing. People are constantly changing. And sometimes the plans go somewhat how they're supposed to, but it's just, it's so, it's constant adapting. It's constant flexibility. It's like sitting with that uncertainty every day and like not letting it become anxiety because you can't control it. So why, you know, stress as much as possible about it? Oh, for sure. I think, um, I I love how you said that is the uncertainty. And, you know, I knew I should have sponsored it with one of my other companies. (laughs) Because it's perfect. Um, I love how you said that that person had allowed you to do it your own way. I actually, we were talking about that I had started a new business with a business partner. And I'm not promoting that business. um, But I wanted to mention it because that is the the premise of that business is being able to create a business that is your self-expression. It's your way. It's, you know, not doing things the way that one business coach or two business coaches, or even your, you know, your parents tell you how to do it. It's going within and saying, okay, what works for me? Because as a business owner myself, I've been in business for six years and in those six years, it's been constant. I've taken courses, I've taken programs live and recorded. I've worked with multiple different coaches. And I found that all of the different things that they taught me were things that I didn't want to do. And they had great content, they had great things, and it works for certain people, absolutely. But it didn't work for me. And Mm. I think if they had had Um, what I do, and and I apologize again for this sounds like a promotion, but what I do and what my my business partner and I do in this company is we have all the strategies, all the techniques, all the different ways of running your business and creating your business, but we help you decide which ones work for you, Mm. what feels good, right? And what's going to create revenue for you based on you, not based on what I say, not based on what, you know, Tom, Dick or Harry say, it's you. And being an entrepreneur, that is harder to find. It is absolutely hard to find. Yeah. I mean, that's such a beautiful concept because like, I'm sure you get this too, where, you know, you get DMs or people emailing you, like trying to pitch you the perfect product. And like, you know what they're doing. You're just, a client to them. And I'm not like, I'm a coach too. I'm not saying all the people who contact me are malicious or only after me as a client, but percentage wise within the first two messages, it's wanting you as a client. And what's ironic is about this girl who kind of gave me permission. I remember getting off the call and like waiting like, okay, let's see, like waiting for her to try and sell me like the next time. 
never did. She's like, yeah, we should totally stay in touch. And I was like, uh-huh. Like, you know how you say that with friends, like we should get lunch, but you never do. And neither of you mean it. I assumed that's what she meant. And like a month later, she reached out and we had another call. And like, we're now just entrepreneur friends. And what's fantastic is some of my other coaching, like friends that I've met through my program, one of them actually ended up working with her because I told her about my experience with her. They ended up having a conversation and she was the right client for her. And like, one of the things that I like is that about what you are doing is there are a lot of coaches out there, but one way of coaching isn't necessarily the right way of coaching for everybody. And quite frankly, how could it be? We're all humans. We're all freaking different. So helping people find their voice, their way of moving forward is so powerful. Cause I've always said like, you know, if I, if my business fails, as long as I'm following my moral compass, my way, I can live with that. But if I'm doing what all the shoulds tell me I should be doing and I fail that way, I can't, I can't live with that. And I love like how bold you guys are being by like helping people find that for themselves because that's a struggle. That's a, that's a struggle. Well, I'm going to tell you our motto and then I'm going to tell you my experience. Okay. So our motto is basically the one size fits all. Okay. So I'm overweight. I'm a size 18, right? (laughs) I go to try on a pair of size 18 jeans and I will guarantee you that they are either going to be too big in the legs or too short or too like, no pair of jeans is exactly the same. It doesn't matter. Like the jeans are made the same. So the jeans are all made the same, right? And if you get a company, let's start Levi's, right? And they make a size 18 jean, that size 18 jean is manufactured the same for every person. Like it's, it's manufactured the same. But because each size 18 is different and I got them little chicken legs and no backside, those jeans aren't going to fit me because they're not manufactured for me, right? They're not tailored to me. So we, and that's, that's our motto, right? One size doesn't fit all stop shopping around and just do it your way. Right? Like, which makes sense. Um, but I'm going to, let's talk about the show, right? So there's another thing that's going on and I'm going to mention this is that, so I started the first ever live stream talk show. That's what we're doing today first ever live stream talk show. And I like to be unique. Part of my identity, part of my creativity is I like to be unique. I like to start things nobody else is doing because I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be individual. I want to be a trendsetter. I want to be that, that first point of contact. And so over the last three months, I'm now booked until October. Like I'm booking episodes into October. We are very, we're doing very well. And now I've got people, uh, or not now, but throughout the process of the last five months of me launching the show, it was, oh, hey, I want to be on your podcast. Oh, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And every time, even though I say in all my advertisements, it's a live stream talk show, everybody's like, oh, I want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, it's not a podcast. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) It's not a podcast. And so I've said this repeatedly, and 
I was scrolling my newest feed the other day on Facebook because I'm primarily a Facebook girl. Sorry. You know, my kids will be like, mom, that's so old school. And I'm like, well, I'm 39. What do you expect? Right? Like, <laughs> um, and so I'm scrolling my news feed the other day and all of a sudden I see this, this woman post that she's starting a show and looking for, you know, like this unique, these unique people. And I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, congratulations, like super congratulations, right? I'm all about supporting women where they're at and what they're planning on doing. But on the other hand, I'm like, you, I, I'm sorry, you have no idea how much work it went into. Like, whether she knows or whether she doesn't know, I can't say because I've never talked to her, right? She's on my friends list, but we have no connection. She's not a follower of the show, but of course I post it daily, <laughs> multiple times daily. And now she's starting a show. And like I said, while I'm wholly supportive, if you don't know any, like it took me months to figure out how the processes worked. Uh, I took my 15 minute intro of here's what the show's about when I do my pre-screening interviews too. It's now at six minutes because I filtered through it. But when I'm done that, that five or six minutes, people are like, wow, is that detailed? And I'm like, absolutely. Right. I had to make it work for me. And if people come in and try to emulate what I'm doing with the show, it's not necessarily going to work if they're not, if, if that's not what they should be doing. Right. But because entrepreneurs want that success, we want to grow. And I, and I'm again, wholly supportive. I'm a business mentor. So of course I'm wholly supportive, but if it's not something that's right for you, it's not going to succeed. It's, you know, and it's not going to do well and you're going to get discouraged and, and, you know, all of that. And so I definitely am, am hugely on promoting doing it your way, right. And, mm -hmm. and creating something that works for you. And we, I have something exceptionally large, globally life-changing coming in the next month. I'm not telling anybody what it is, but it is coming in the next month and I'm so excited for it, but it is going to be revolutionary. And I can already see, and here's why I'm mentioning this is because, and again, we were talking before, mm -hmm. I had a two and a half hour meeting this morning and the meeting that I had this morning started off with me asking the other person to verbally accept a non-disclosure agreement, a non-competition agreement, and, an, and a, you know, um, what was the other one? Uh, intellectual property, <laughs> right? Um, because what I'm doing is so important and so different that I needed somebody to talk to about it. And that's where I'm going to go with the loneliness mm. is being an entrepreneur. If you go to work, Okay. And this was the whole premise for this episode. And I absolutely loved it. If you go work at an office job at a nine to five, you have coworkers, mm -hmm. you have people that you bounce ideas off of that you have conversations with, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Potentially, yes, they could steal your idea and pass it off as their own, but you usually have all the work behind you. So, you know, you have proof, but it's not your business. You're going and you're working a nine to five in somebody else's business and you have human interaction you have, you get out of the house, you have all of these people around you that you can either choose to associate with or not associate with. You're held accountable because of that, of that, you know, nine to five. We don't get any of that. <laughs> we don't get any of that. Mm -hmm. No, uh, 
it's funny because when you asked me what the hardest thing is, it was between the loneliness of it and, and the uncertainty. And uh, ironically, I'm a big fan of like being proactive with our, your problems and whatever you have going on. So like my husband and I are in couples counseling. Why wait till I have a problem to deal with it is how I look at it. And ironically, the therapist that we see actually turns out he's like a therapist for therapists. So when I told him I was a coach, he was like very intrigued by that. And one of the first things he asked me in our session was, do you have other coaches that you talk to? And I was like, I'm building a network. And he's like, do that and prioritize that. Like, I know that you're going to want to prioritize like paying clients, which he's right. But for the longevity of your business, you need to have a support system because there aren't people to bounce ideas off of. And I remember like when COVID first hit, like my husband who was used to going into an office and like having that, you know, coworker vibe. I was a personal trainer. So like your coworkers are more your clients because, you know, you don't talk to the trainers all day. They're training their people. So like it was more my clients. So he wanted to like talk to me and like interact with me. And I like, he'd come in and rub my shoulders. Very nice. And I'd be like, okay, what are you doing? Because I, like my co-workers were my training clients, but I couldn't talk to them about the science of training or things like that. And I always missed that like ability to talk about passion and intrigue and interest and even sometimes vent, let's be real. And here I find myself as an entrepreneur, again, deeply, eternally grateful, like wouldn't change at all. We're not saying that we aren't grateful. It's just also airing the other side of it, which is some of the challenges with it and not being able to bounce ideas off someone and like kind of throw the ball back and forth in a trustworthy fashion. Like I'm very, very fortunate that my best friend has no interest in becoming a coach and understands me that she can have a conversation with me and help me kind of get to where I need to go. But quite frankly, without her, I don't think I would have been where I am. And like, as I've been able to develop, you know, she's always been there and like supportive. And if I'll like be like three o'clock on a Wednesday, like I'm stuck, you got a minute and she'll just pop on the call for like 15 minutes. Like we'll hammer it out. But like, that's, it's like as entrepreneurs, we have to build our trustworthy network of people who aren't necessarily going to steal our ideas. Like that's one, that's one thing in and of itself, but also be able, like what is support, right? Like you always advocate for supporting other, you know, businesses and women specifically. Support isn't stealing. Support is hearing a good idea and be like, okay, here's my feedback for how you could make it better. Right. And whether you agree with that or not, like it's, we all have blinders. It's bouncing it back and forth so we can actually support and boost someone having faith that when it's our moment, I can contact you. We can throw the ball back and forth just the same way. And that will boost me. But that's exactly the thing. Like when we steal other people's intellectual property, it's fear. Like, oh, that's a really good idea. I wish I would have thought of that. Okay. Well, Promote her, build her up, let her be successful. And when your thing comes, like, why does it have to be one? There's, there's so much in this world. Not even that affiliation, you know what I mean? Doing affiliate links, doing affiliation, asking that person, Hey, if you branch out, could you think of me to collaborate? Right. 
I had a similar idea and I'd love to get involved. I have the, the lady that I spent two and a half hours talking to today. She's going to be getting involved with my new endeavor, right? Because she sees the value in it. She had wanted to create something similar, but I'm doing it. And so she's going to get involved. And that's the thing is I'm, I'm creating, um, I'm creating something under the women supporting women banner that is going to be about supporting women and everybody benefits from it. And it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing, but without going into too many details, of course, <laughs> but it is it, having not only that, I, I went up to my husband the other day and it's, it's the new endeavor that I'm working on and I go up to him and there's so much detail to it. And I'm really analytical. I'm really good with coming down with the detail, but I'm a talker. I need to talk it out and I need to talk it out to somebody who at least kind of understands the concept of it to give me the feedback of go, okay, that doesn't work. Or, you know, have you, what about this? Right. And that was my call, but he's like, he manages a mechanic shop. Yeah. And so he's like, well, what's the concept look like? And I'm like, well, it looks like this, but not really because nobody's doing what I'm creating again. And I'm like, okay, so it looks like this, but kind of add this in and add this in. And he goes, well, why don't you use their style? And I said, no, because it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> not what I'm doing. I literally, like, I feel like you're in my brain and you're pulling from my memory from like two weeks ago when I literally was so excited about something I'd figured out about moving forward with my my business and like where we're going in the next year. And I was like, you know, when you get that, like that energy is like, you're freaking flying. Like you're invincible in that moment. It is just passion out the butt and it's fantastic. And I wanted to share it with my husband and he is fantastic and like listens and hears me and doesn't get it. And it's not like anything about him. It's just he works at a different job. Like he's not in that type of creative environment where like, that's probably why I married him quite frankly, because we are different. And I like that. And, you know, we vibe off each other, but I even said to him, like, I think that night, sometimes it bums me out that you're not the person I can throw the ball back and forth with. Like, I love how you support me. I love that you believe in me. I love that you'll hear me and not doubt me. Like fantastic but I sometimes just wish I could be like, what do you think of this? And he could just be like this, that. And like, we could just go back and forth because that's such a fun thing to do. And like, it's, it's just very lonely. And like, when you're the authoritative voice who has to figure it out, like finding someone that you can trust, I might even argue that that's the hardest piece. Actually, can I take, I don't know. There's a, it's a hard to pick one. Um, Uncertainty has been like the most, prevalent and like not switching it to anxiety, but just letting it be uncertainty. Cause I'm a type of person who's analytical. I like to control things and you can't do that here. Um, but like learning how to trust people as an entrepreneur is very hard. Not just in a, in a friendship role, but also a, um, uh, an employer hiring uh, Right. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs are like they get to the point where it's like it's, it's overwhelming and the processes are there. Right. So I'm I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I create the processes. Right. I created the entire process for my show. It now is a well oiled machine every day. I do the same thing and it just it 
the only thing that changes are the episode information. Everything else stays the same. I have the graphics, I have the processes, I have, you know, my routine with it, and then it's done. And so to hire somebody else to do that is like, okay, here, but then I've got to give you my passwords and I've got to let you have access to this. And I've got to, so it's like trying to let go of some of that control while still being like, okay, I'm doing it anyway. So it's opening yourself up to the creative process of here. You can do this because it's streamlined. I'll focus on the creative, but then you're like, oh my goodness, are they going to do it right? Are they like, oh, like. It, it's yeah. trusting, right? And then not only that, for me, it's the the creative process is ridiculous. Uh, right now, I am going through training on MemberPress. I am going through training on a Fit Easy Affiliate Pro. I'm like, there are so many different things. A Weber, Stripe. Not that I haven't used, you know, half of those because I have. But now I have to go into this entirely new training on how to utilize them while building two fully functional websites by myself while like, and I do it all. I've created, I'm on website four and five that I'm creating um, and putting member press and easy affiliate and all of that on all five. <laughs> while, <laughs> while doing all of this. And it is, it's busy. People think, Okay, so tomorrow we're going to be talking about routines, so I don't want to get too much into that today. But being a grateful yet frustrated entrepreneur is that balance, right? And two of those things, one is husbands. And and not to say that wives aren't just as bad, so I apologize in advance. But my husband, I've never been so busy as I am the last five months. The last five, six months, I have been go, 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 as my husband would say, balls to the wall on just getting everything done. And he comes home and I haven't done the dishes or I haven't, been, you know, been on the girls when they come home from school to empty their backpacks and do their homework and all of that. Right. And so I finally turned to him and I'm like, honey, like you need to picture me. I might be at home and I might be working, but you need to understand that I'm basically working a nine to five from the house, mm -hmm. right? And it's not as easy as you think to do all of this stuff while I'm working that nine to five. Not only that, if I went to a nine to five job, so I work for Canada Post, I'm on leave right now, but I, but I have been a Canada Post employee for many years. If I go to work, I go to work for the certain time, I do my job, I get my breaks, I leave work, and I come home. And I leave it at work. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm at home with my kids, depending, right? My youngest is still at home. My youngest is at home from surgery, but I'm at home with my kids, with my animals, with my family, with, you know, the, the personal phone calls and with all of the personal stuff that needs to be done along with you know, the house stuff that needs to be done because I'm at home. Um, all of that has to be done. And I'm still doing some of that stuff, maybe not as much as I used to, but it's also that routine. And so just because I, I schedule myself from nine to five, I accept appointments from nine to five. Past that, I am unavailable for appointments. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm not answering messages. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm not working on my websites or doing research or doing courses of my own. That's my time to work on the business where nine to five is me working with clients. 
Mm-hmm. So like people who are getting into an entrepreneur spot, especially an online or at home entrepreneur case, it doesn't just stop at five, mm-hmm. you know, so being grateful. And again, you and I absolutely grateful for being entrepreneurs, but there is that frustrated aspect where timing, where it's, you don't just get to go to work and leave it at work. You, you know, you don't get to enjoy all this relaxed time on the couch or, you know, it's, Uh there's always something that could be done. I would say one of the things that I'm frustratedly grateful for about my entrepreneurship is what it's pushed, forced me to recognize within myself because, you know, there were definitely growing pains when I first started and like my husband didn't really know what it would look like. I didn't know what it would look like. And I work really long hours. Like I take clients from 6am to 7pm and I wake up at 4am do like my workout and my meditation. And then I get an hour with him at night. Like that's my day to day. And then the weekends I try not to take clients. And then I ultimately that's my business work and trying to balance like being a person, like having a person in a life, like outside of that and like that balance and like having boundaries. And like, I found myself literally last week drained and I'm so grateful that I do love deeply what I do and like being able to impact people and help people find like alignment. It's so incredibly energizing and rewarding because you and I both know what it's like to suffer and like being able to help people out of that suffering is just, I don't know what's better, quite frankly. Like it's just, it's just air, but where's our air? And I had to like, I recognize like I was not enjoying my job last week because I bit off more. I was ambitious. I was excited. I got excited. That's my hardest thing is I get so excited about opportunities I don't look at all the other things I have and then I'll bite off more than I can chew. And then there goes either my time or my time with my husband. And as much as I love my job, I don't want it to be the cost of my marriage. And he is fantastic and definitely has taken on more accountability around the house, but he's a person who has needs too. And like, I, that's something I, I want to respect and that balance and finding boundaries, especially when it's like, Hey, here's a really exciting opportunity that could like skyrocket your business, but it's on the other side of your boundary. What are you going to do? And you have to be strong enough to be like, no, thank you. Ooh, that's hard. And it's one of those things, like I can try to explain it to my husband because I, I made the mistake. I went past my boundary and I forgot my boundaries. And then he had to be like, Hey, remember me, your husband, the one who, you know, you put a ring on like, Right. Sorry. My bad. I'm going to, and I like put boundaries more specific so I couldn't forget them. And now I'm back to adhering to them. And I just had to let go of like, okay, if that's what they want and they can't be flexible, then it's not for me. And I can recommend someone in my network who would be fantastic and build them up and allow that to be at peace with, you know, my life because that, that, 
balance and boundary. Like it is, I'm happy I'm learning it now because I see people in my life who are much older than me who don't have boundaries, who don't have balance. And I see them like going in and out of, you know, experiencing true fulfillment of life. And so I'm grateful that the challenges within entrepreneurship have forced me to look at that, but there's no way to become an entrepreneur without sacrificing something like that. The the timeline will never be what you want it to be a and B whether it's, you know, social time, whether it's sleep, which is unfortunately what a lot of people do, whether it's their health, like, and there's no judgment. Like you have to find something. Mine, I sacrifice social time for a lot of it. And quite frankly, watching sports, like I like watching sports, but in the tier of things that are bringing me joy, my job was bringing me more joy. And that was something my husband could do. And I could, you know, work and move my passion forward and he could enjoy what he was doing. One day, hopefully I'll have enough time to watch sports again when, you know, my business is more supported and taken off further, but it's a very complete lesson, which brings me to my question for you. What do you think the greatest thing that you've learned about yourself has been since you became an entrepreneur? My processes, I would say my processes and letting so I wanted to quickly um when you sacrifice something it could be just sacrificing your expectations Mm -hmm. when you become an entrepreneur the number one thing you sacrifice are your expectations of freedom expectations of you know you can make your own hours but it's not going to stay that way right because you do have to think about your clients your family my husband did the same thing yours did last week and said, you know, my husband's never experienced me this busy. Um, mm. Minus me working an actual nine to five, he's never experienced me this busy. And he turned around and he said, you know what, like, I'm feeling pushed away. Mm. And I said, absolutely, I will make sure that I spend some time focusing on you. I need to remind myself of that. And I appreciate you letting me know. One of the main things that entrepreneurs, not just entrepreneurs, but any working couple, no matter what that looks like, even if you're a stay-at-home parent, Mm -hmm. what we do is we sacrifice our relationship to focus on our career. We sacrifice our relationship to focus on our children. We sacrifice our relationship to reach retirement. But then once that comes, we don't have a relationship. That's why I do the crisis, the, the three month crisis in a Phoenix identity, because people get to that point, empty nesters, retirement, mm-hmm. um, you know, your relationship breaking down because you never put the effort into it to make sure that both your needs are met. So let me ask you a question. I, I completely agree. And I've seen that in like client after client as well. And I'm curious what your answer is, because I know what my answer is. What do you think people are seeking within themselves that they're trying to fulfill with the success at work? Confidence within themselves. Um, not even just that. We, we were conditioned in our generation. We were conditioned by our boomer parents mm-hmm. because yeah. most boomers now don't have retirement plans. Most boomers don't have retirement goals, don't have the success in their business that is going to 
overlap into their retirement age. And, and I've seen that a considerable amount of that, right? Because mm-hmm. of the boomer population and how big that was, my retirement pension, like my pension is at risk and I'm in mm. Canada. So my pension is at risk because of the boomer population not having enough left over that's been contributed because of just how many boomers there there were, mm. right? Um, not on not only that is just we were conditioned that you have to have a good job you have to set yourself up for retirement you have to do like it's that belief system that we need to set us up, ourselves up to, for retirement so yeah. that is one of the most damaging things and that's why i said being an entrepreneur you have to release those expectations and those beliefs because i don't ever want to retire my businesses yeah. are either going to fizzle out when i'm too old to do them or they're going to be sold and taken care, taken over, right? Mm-hmm. I have two businesses that have the potential to be taken over once I'm no longer able to do them. But I'm not like I can hire people to run them <laughs> while I'm, you know, in my retirement. Right. But an entrepreneur doesn't see it. Like it, as a coach, your coaching practice is your own. When you know we have to put away for retirement because eventually we won't be coaching, right? And I don't think enough entrepreneurs and I don't think enough coaches in the coaching world understand that, that we do need to financially prepare for ourselves for retirement because we aren't going to be coaching forever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I don't have kids and I, we plan to have a family. I don't have a maternity leave. There's no money coming in in the time that you need money most, which is, you know, when you have a newborn and you need to buy diapers out your butt, like, and so I'm having to literally live smaller, which again, not complaining about, it was my choice, but live smaller to try and save enough just to get us through that area before we can even open the door. Cause the last thing I want is to be so stressed out about money that I'm not attending to a newborn the way that I would want to. And I mean, to be human, that's scary as hell. That's the uncertainty of it. And like, what I'll say is, you know, to the question I asked you of what do you think people are trying to fill with work success? My experience is their view of their self-worth and if I could give anyone a gift, like a psychological, that's for you, it would be like a true knowledge and knowing and just understanding belief that like they're worthy, regardless of how much they work. Because when they, when people forget it, they lose certain things they have, especially the people who have seen your work the entire time. And I'm so grateful for like the journey I went on because I did not believe I was worthy. And then my world changed. Coaching found me. Like, I really don't believe I found coaching. Like it truly found me and it just like clicked in my heart. And like, it was just a knowing. And without that understanding of like, I am worthy, regardless of if this business succeeds or fails, like I'm eternally grateful for the success I've been blessed with, but something happens and it fails. Let's say like, I'm still worthy. My, like who I am is not attached to that. And like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur 
and you want to have a balance in your life of some sense, you got to know that. Otherwise you're, you're pulling 24 seven all nighters every freaking night. Cause I did that in the beginning and my body said, Nope, sorry. I, I found that amazing. I find that amazing that you just said that. So my main business or my original business is identity coaching. And our core identity, our self-worth, our confidence, our self-love, our personal development, that doesn't come from external sources. That Mm -hmm. all comes from our belief of ourselves. And until we get that knowledge of, I am confident, I am beautiful, I am capable, I am available, I am ready, I'm, I'm courageous and confident and all of that, until we are able to look in a mirror and say that to ourselves, we can't say that externally. One of the first things, and, and again, I, I can promote this because it's the Phoenix identity and I'm sponsored today. Um, with the Phoenix identity, one of the main things I ask my clients to do is stand in front of a mirror. Stand in front of the mirror and I want you to truly look at yourself. Don't look at your appearance. Don't look at any, look at your eyes. Look at, look at the person looking back at you and ask yourself, who am I? Mm. Who is the person looking back at me? Because the most damaging thing we can ever do, the conversations we have with other people aren't as hurtful as the conversations we have about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, you're putting yourself out there, right? You're putting your identity out there, your business, just like TNM mentors, okay, which is the business mentorship with my partner. I do business mindset. That's what I bring to the table is the fact that I am a multi-passionate six business owner entrepreneur. I am a mother of four. I have a ridiculous amount of animals and I'm running six businesses, right? And I'm confident and I'm happy and, you know, shit happens. I'm not going to lie. Shit happens, right? Shit goes down the toilet and I'm just like, what's going on today? Um, But I roll with it because I know that that's not impacting my confidence and my self-worth, right? I had mad, crazy anxiety about showing up in the online space because I have, what is it? Um, Stage fright. Mm, Yeah. But I did it. I started a talk show. Just to tell you something, right? But business, being an entrepreneur and being a business owner isn't just about the logistics. It's about the mindset behind it. It's about your your value within yourself, your self-worth, your ability, again, to say, I'm worthy, I'm great, and I'm going to going to get this done. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah entrepreneur being an entrepreneur is is hard it is it is so hard you have you know i i've been in business six years and it is very rare and i mean very rare for somebody to jump into the entrepreneur online space and start making money right away yeah because you need to build an audience you need to build a following it's not just Oh, I'm going to launch today's program. You know, even my three month or three month life crisis package. I'm going to launch that today, but I'm going to launch it to my friends and family because that's all I have on my social media. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. 
right? And I'm, I'm sorry, even if that, even if you think that works for you, that's not how it works, right? Mm -hmm. I, one of my favorite clients that I've ever had, I got because I got injured. <laughs> and she's who I went to yeah. when I got injured. And it was through that conversation. It yeah. was through the conversation that her and I had over the months of healing to get the understanding, right? And I told her right away what I did. We had that conversation and it wasn't a, hey, come work with me. I wasn't in her DMs going, hey, you know, you need to work with me. It was, you know, I feel where you're coming from. And I gave her value and I gave her tips and I gave her tricks and I and I taught her my my values and, and my word. And throughout that, it was, you know what? I'm not pushing you. I really think that you should consider having an, a session with me because I think it would be really good value for you. I think that we would make a lot of progress. And it took a little bit of time for her to, you know, get to know me, me to get to know her. And it, and we worked together for six months. She doesn't need me anymore. Mm, that's best. She's, she's good now. And we talked the other day and she's like, I remember I had, I had a little pick me up. I remembered a couple of our sessions the other day and I'm like, you know, I just had to remember that I'm in control, that I make the decisions. And I'm like, absolutely. And how do you feel now? She's like, great. <laughs> like, yeah. great. And being an entrepreneur, it has to come from here. It, it can't come from me. It can't come from Laura. It can't, you know, we can help you find that internal. But being mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, your business is an expression of you. It's an expression of your passions, your journey, your, you know, I'm a spiritual teacher because I went through the newbie journey. I help mm -hmm. new people who are newly awakened to the fact that they're spiritual. I help them because that's where I struggled. Right. Yeah. I, and every one of my businesses comes down to, you have to do it this way. And me saying, no, the F I don't, I don't like right. that. That doesn't work for me. Every one of my businesses focus on self-expression and self-identity, mm -hmm. nothing else. But as you can, as you know, the entrepreneur journey is something unique to you. It has to be. And like, I remember the first coaching course I took said like, your clients are a former version of you. Mm -hmm. And I remember like feeling really insecure about that because I wasn't quote unquote fixed or there or whatever you want to like, I, I didn't feel it, whatever the it was. And then I realized there was nothing to feel. There was something to claim, but God, is it true? And like, I love, hate love when I have a moment with a client where I'm like, come on, get out of the mirror. Like this is not Laura from six years ago. Cause that's what I feel like I'm talking to. I used to be very overweight. I didn't know what to eat and I would diet incessantly and like felt terrible and would hate my body even when it looked fantastic. I remember, oh my God, do I remember this? I was so freaking mean to myself. I would wake up every morning and I remember trying to lose weight for my wedding, going to the mirror, turning sideways, grabbing my lower belly to fat shame myself every morning. What a bitch. And then one morning I looked up and I saw my ribs and I was like, hmm. I feel really fat, but I see my ribs. And it was like, my brain was like, hold on. That doesn't make sense. Something is wrong. And it like woke me up to like, 
your feelings and the narrative that I had been living by for so many years, it's not accurate. And when I see that in clients, I'm like, I tell them, and I'm like, okay, so let's, and I like give them experiments and they run them. And every single time they come back, they're like, you're right. Like, it's just a story. I'm like, I know. And now like being overstressed, trying to prove your work through your work, man, former Laura was definitely there and helping people realize like you can be calm and productive and worthy and balanced and still get everything that you have as busy and stressed minus the suffering. So let's just take the suffering out, get the output and the efficiency and like all that good feelings that we get without feeling like we're not enough for trying to seek something out there. Like out there doesn't create in here, in here creates in here. And man, that's a hard thing. What people don't, I I love that you said that. And I'm going to add to that because out there doesn't create in here it does when we're younger yeah but only because we decide to create it in there yeah but what people don't understand is what's in here creates what's out there yeah right our emotions uh what is it our emotions create our I, I coined a term a while ago. I haven't used it in years, as you can tell. But it's all about reality. Our reality is created by our thoughts and emotions, mm-hmm. right? But our emotions are created by our beliefs. Mm-hmm. So if our beliefs create one emotion, that emotion is going to create our reality, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm having a conversation with you and you say something that I find hurtful, right? I'm the one creating the hurt. Mm -hmm. If you actually intention and intention is totally different. If you intend to hurt me, that's totally different, right? Because that, but I still get to choose whether you're hurting me or not. This is like the essence of too much. Like when people say like, you're too sensitive, Mm -hmm. what the heck does that mean? Quite frankly, like who holds the scale of sensitivity and who says where is too sensitive? All that means is your personal awareness makes my personal awareness uncomfortable. So I'm going to label you as too sensitive. And then because of how we're brought up, we hold that identity and we don't know who to be then because as we grow up, like you're right, like we are taking from the outside as children, but it's never told to us that when we become adults, that changes and we need to stop looking out there. We need to like source in now because we have the life experience. We have the foundation to pull from our brain and like understands these things. And we drive ourselves mad trying to satisfy a feeling, never understanding that we create a feeling, not achieve it, so to speak. And it's one of my favorite things that I do with my clients is being like, okay, for one week, let's just tell me the emotions you want to try to, you want to focus on feeling this week. And you're allowed to every day. I want you to make choices based on the, like moving closer to those two emotions and see how your life experiences. Every single one of them comes back. Like it was amazing. I'm like, 
Do you see that? I gave you a week. All you had to do is be intentional and you could live like that. Is it going to be perfect? No. Are you going to have to make some hard decisions at certain moments? Absolutely. It's not necessarily easy, but if we're doing all these things one way to try and get something and then we don't get it. So we tell ourselves we need more of it. And then we keep not getting it. So we keep convincing ourselves we need more of it. Isn't that the definition of insanity? And I mean, I say that having done that, not realizing I was doing it, but like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different. Like what makes more make it different? That's addiction. Mm -hmm. And we're addicted to the versions of ourselves from the past in a weird twisted way. We are addicted to so many things. We just did an episode on addicted to abuse. We did addicted to thriving. We've done, you know, we've done a lot of episodes that are focused on the different variations of addiction, right? And we are not only addicted to, we're addicted to abusing ourselves as shown by your fat shaming yourself, right? We become addicted to that, that habit, that routine of I'm not good enough. As entrepreneurs, we have imposter syndrome, which we did to, uh, last week. We did imposter syndrome. Um, there are so many different levels of what we experience as an entrepreneur. I want to say as a grateful yet frustrated entrepreneur, you have to have a strong, you don't have to have it right away. I'm not saying you have to have it right away to start a business. You absolutely don't. We've all started a business and we are not all there. Um, so don't worry about that. I'm saying that eventually along that journey, you're going to be forced or, or coerced by yourself and by your experiences. The universe and the life bus are going to say, okay, it's time. And you're going to have to start working on yourself. And part of your journey as an entrepreneur has been to work on yourself. So starting to work on yourself, your identity, your, your core belief systems, the way that you feel about yourselves will help um, your ability to create that success that we're all looking for. Um, friendships. So let's recap. <laughs> let's recap grateful yet frustrated entrepreneurs. So your first one was uncertainty. Absolutely. Uncertainty is a huge one. Not knowing, you know, income, not having that, that steady nine to, nine to five paycheck, not having steady clients, not being able to, you know, the uncertainty of who to trust or which at where to go, or there's a lot of trust, a lot of trust in being an entrepreneur. And we're constantly um, brought into our world of who can we trust? Who can't we trust? What can we trust? Trusting your intuition is going to be number one. Mm. And if you don't know how to do that, reach out to me. I've got a business that does that. But, <laughs> but we're not going to talk about um, the next thing is knowing that you're still capable. I, Kate, I, I think this is a sign. So bear with me while I just go off on a tangent. There is a bird. Uh, there's a crow. And I'm looking at him. He's in my apple tree. And this crow has a broken wing. You can see that he has a broken wing. He's had a broken wing for the last probably three weeks. Mm. He's still alive. And every day I sit at my desk and every day I see that broken wing crow hopping in my yard, hopping down my neighbor's street, hopping, you know, on the boulevard and on the street. And 
doing what he needs to do, even though he's not 100%, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. He's still doing what he's eating the seeds that the, bir- the other birds have knocked out of the bird feeder. Right? By like, the way, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's surviving. And he's thriving at it. Like, I mean, he looks good other than his broken wing hanging limply, but he looks good. He doesn't look scrawny. And, you know, he does what he needs to do. He's climbing my apple tree right now, trying to get on top of my fence, right? Instead of flying, Um, which he just did. And I see him just walking along my fence with his broken wing. And as entrepreneurs, that's part of our process is we're hopping along. We might not have a broken wing, but we don't have all the answers. Mm-mm. And as an entrepreneur, we are walking along that path and it is a lonely path mm-hmm. and it is a scary, uncertain path where we don't know what's coming next. We, you know, we have all these plans and all these ideas and all this creativity. You need to know that you're not alone. First of all, you need to know that your number one support system is going to be yourself and that it is so important to build that foundation of trust, that foundation of courage and confidence and your intuition and creativity within yourself because your business is an expression of yourself. As you're about to yawn. I, I've done that on a couple episodes. I'm not, I caught it and I love it. I love that you just did that. That's so awesome. But that's what happens when you wake your ass up at 4.30 in, in the morning. It does. I mean, there's no, my life works because I'm willing to have a really messy bedtime where I feel like I'm a kid. I think I actually go to bed earlier than I did when I was a kid, but I also wake my ass up way earlier than I did when I was a kid. But you know, I don't think we said it, but that the bird made me think of like the broken wing is the failures. Like there's no road to like straight entrepreneurship without side steps into failure. And like, you gotta be able to adapt and find your way to get the food and find your way up the fence and, you know, be able to heal the hurt of the failure so that you can, you're taking a picture of it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying. Um, he, <laughs> I think he's kind of, he's standing on the fence now. Um, so I'm trying to see if he wanders a little bit so I can take a picture of him. So people don't think I'm just off my rocker ta- talking about some metaphorical bird that's not even there. Uh, and there he goes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic journey. I don't think, I, don't, I hope that what we're talking about doesn't discourage anybody because I don't think that's the point you or I had, I think it was when we naturally connected, we just were able to find a safe space to actually air some of the frustrations and find the relatability. And if I had one message, like, yes, everything we said there, understand there's uncertainty, understand it's hard to find people to trust, understand it's lonely. So like get your crew of people that you can turn to and understand that it's fantastic to make your own hours sometimes, but it's also very easy to lose sight of the hours that you're working when you're the only person there doing the work. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic journey. It's a lot of gratitude and you learn a lot about yourself, but it's work. Yep. It takes work. 
And it's, it's a journey and we all go through the journey. It's not the same for everybody else. It's not the same for Laura it is, as it is for me. We're all coming from different starting points. We're all coming from different places and different spaces and, and even different stages. There are people who, you know, aren't at the stage that I am where they're working on six businesses. There are people who, you know, I've never been so motivated or so focused as I am now having six businesses, right? And I give myself grace and I know that it's okay that I don't, you know, I don't focus on everything all at once and I don't focus on everything at one specific time or, you know, I'm not putting effort into all six businesses every day. It's a process. And mm-hmm. we're, we are a work in progress. We're never truly there. And, and, you know, even, even when we pass, we're still not truly there. It's, we're trying to do things that are, that are meaningful and supportive and that we love and, and creating a, a future for ourselves, but it's never going to be the way we think it is. <laughs> it's never, you know, it's always going to be something, something different. I was to say different isn't better sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's important to note because I feel like a lot of times when people feel like it has to look like this is out of like that fear of uncertainty, but our imagination is, has got, it's got blinders too. Maybe it's better than your brain can actually come up with right now. Mm -hmm. So for everybody watching, I'm going to very quickly try to show you my little bird here or my crow. And if I can press play. If it works, no, it doesn't work. Okay. And still, there we go. There it is. I don't know if you can see his little broken wing there, but yeah, he's got like this, the one wing is like hanging down. See, now he's on the boulevard. I could have taken a picture of him on the boulevard, but whatever. But again, he's doing what he needs to do to survive, right? And that's that's all we're trying to do as entrepreneurs we can be grateful. And when, when people tell you to focus on the gratitude and to focus on the positivity, being an entrepreneur is not all gratitude and positivity. You look at the, some of the most successful people in the world and a lot of them are drowning. A lot of them are unhappy or unable to express their identity or, you know, look at Robin Williams, Kate Spade, Chris Cornell, uh, Chester Bedingfield. Miss USA 2019, how many of these high profile individuals who created empires for themselves had nowhere to turn but suicide? Yeah. It, being an entrepreneur is not all glitz and glamour and rainbows and butterflies. It's not. We all struggle. We all have ups and downs, up, up, up and down days. There are days where I don't want to get out of bed and I just want to do absolutely nothing in any of my businesses because I need a me day mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's knowing yourself, knowing your worth, giving yourself grace to make the failures. And I say failures because those failures are your stepping stones. They mm-hmm. are your springboards. Those are what are going to say, it didn't work this way. I'm going to try it another way. Mm-hmm. And right. And one of the main things, and I've failed many times. I've had so many launches that have launched to crickets. I, I've run the gambit. 
but every time it made me question, is this really what I want to be doing? It does this business mean more to me than the ease of giving up right now? And every time I asked myself that question, I got more and more empowered. Mm. I love this too much to give up. I'm going to keep going. And while I'm not where I want to be yet, after six years, I have never been closer. I have never been closer. And it was because I had to go through all of those different steps to say, it's okay. Yeah. There's no success without failure. Like, uh, I forget the name, the founder of Spanx, she accredits her success to question her dad asked her every night at the dinner table, which was, how did you fail today? With the understanding that if you didn't fail, you weren't trying hard enough. And I love that because we're, people are so afraid of failing because of the meaning they apply to themselves. Again, going back to the whole self-worth and confidence and knowing who you are, but like, there's no success without failure. We wouldn't have internet without failure. We wouldn't have light without failure. We wouldn't have half the clothes, phones. We wouldn't have anything without failure. Like we learn through failure, but yet we're trying to hide from it. It's just Steve Jobs. Yeah. Was fired by Apple. Yeah. And rehired. <laughs> if he hadn't have been fired and rehired, we wouldn't have iPhones. Right. And I'm I love my iPhone. Whether you're a Samsung or iPhone girl, I don't care. But I I, love, I love my my i products, my Apple products. They're they're golden to me, right? And everybody like how many times do you think I think it was Albert Einstein who invented electricity. How many times do you think that man was electrocuted? <laughs> like I mean, that, that's exactly the point is, uh, I believe he said, or someone asked him like, like, how does it feel to like not do it a thousand times? He was like, I didn't fail a thousand times. I learned a thousand ways not to make a light bulb or something like that. And mm-hmm, that's exactly like every launch that fails, you learn something new about the next launch. Every, everything we do, like, it, honestly, I always go back to this with my clients. Like we learn to walk because of falling down. Babies don't have the strength in their legs, but when they fall down and they get back up, like we all sit down, we do squats. If you ever do a squat, the hard part isn't going down. It's getting back up. That's the strength part. And the babies need to fall down to get the strength in their little leggies to be able to stabilize and balance. So from the first things we start to do, we have to learn to get it wrong to get it right. Can you imagine how different life would be if people were like, yeah, let's go get it wrong. Like in the attempt to get it right, but like, let's just see what we learn. Like I say to my virtual assistant all the time, let's just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Like if it doesn't stick, we learn. If it does, we learn. Cool. And you move forward. Like that's it. That is exactly it. All right. Well, is there anything you'd like to add uh, before we get going here? Um, trust is hard, but trust yourself first and foremost and know when you need support, whether that's a coach, whether that's a friend, whether that's a break, 
you can do it, but you got to know yourself, trust yourself and support yourself. Don't run yourself dry or you'll run yourself out. Yep. Um, filling up your cup, mm-hmm. filling up your own cup. We, as, as entrepreneurs, our, our goal is to help others, mm. but who's helping us? us. Right? Exactly. And, in, and, and as entrepreneurs, we give them tools and techniques, but it's up to them whether mm-hmm. they take it. Right. You're not, you're not holding the hand of your client and force feeding them or, or forcing them to squat. You're giving them the tools and techniques. They have to take the, the initiative to do it. As right. entrepreneurs, we're the same way. We have to take that initiative to make sure that we're putting ourselves first. My priority list in my life is number one, first and foremost, is myself. I am my number one priority. Mm-hmm. My husband is my number two priority. My children are my number three priority. Everything else comes after. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't put myself first, I'm the only guarantee from the day I'm born to the day I die. I am the only constant guarantee. Right. I don't want to lose who I am. No. Right. You can't give up yourself on the road to success to only find at the end when you're successful, you don't know who you are because you're still going to be where you started. Yeah. And that's one of the leading causes of many things in high profile mm-hmm. individuals. Yes, and that's it is. where I come in. That's what I help with. Sorry. I had to say it. A Phoenix identity. That's what we help with. Hey, yeah. don't apologize. You're, you're sponsoring. That, but that is exactly what we do. I became a coach when Chris Cornell and Chester Bedingfield committed suicide because I knew I could help them before they get to that point. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be that person that could help people before they get to that point. And people, it is never too late to reconnect your identity, to reclaim who you are. It's never too late. Um, Entrepreneurs are crazy. We're crazy. We're creative. We're crazy. We're courageous. And, and yeah, we're creative. <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot of C's for, for entrepreneurs. And again, just focusing on yourself, um, focusing on your family, making sure, like I told my husband, I said, I'm creating an empire. When he said to me that he was feeling left behind, I said, I am creating an empire for us. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can't lose you along the way. Because if I build this empire and I've neglected my relationship, when my empire is built, my relationship will be. Right. You can't lose your foundation with what you want to build. Like you can't, who wants to buy a house with crappy foundation? And that goes the same with children. My goal as a mom is I'm going to raise you <laughs> and then you're going to, then you're going to create your own life mm-hmm. and you're going to leave. And then I'm going to be left with your dad. <laughs> so if I don't focus on your dad, <laughs> I'm going to be left with a stranger and <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah. So it's, everybody's like, oh, my kids are number one. And I'm like, that's great. And I'm not trying to dissuade your belief, but they shouldn't be right? They shouldn't be. I agree. You should be teaching them that they are their own number one. Right. 
how better to do that but then by example as entrepreneurs we need to be the example and putting ourselves first is that example all right so Thank you so much, Laura, for joining me. Um, for anybody watching or anybody catching the replay, if you would like to connect with either myself or Laura, our contact information is pinned in the description. So you can go and find Laura on Facebook, Instagram, and her website. Those are all pinned in there. Sorry, I was trying to figure out that last one. All of those are in the description. Um, if you would like to be a guest of the show, if you would like a topic featured, or if you'd like to become a sponsor, please join us. Uh, you can find, at, find us at justalivetv.com. Sign up for our newsletter to go about, hear about all the exciting stuff. Get our blog, our newsletter, um, what episodes are upcoming. You'll find that all in our newsletter at justalivetv.com. Again, please go like, follow, and share on our social platforms. We are on 12 social media and podcasting platforms. So go and find us at justalivetv and give us a like and a follow, especially LinkedIn and TikTok, so we can start streaming live to those two platforms. Um, Laura, again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It was really my my privilege, and I love what you're doing. I love the support you're having for the other coaches, the other entrepreneurs, anyone, quite frankly. And I know I will look on this fondly with gratitude as we continue to grow and watch you grow and watch each other grow. And it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. So thank you. Absolutely. You're very welcome. All right. Just a family. That is today's episode. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler, and I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.